You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Locked On Indians. Let's start out by um, diving into what happened since the uh, podcast ended. Now, in what has become a bit of a tradition on this show, I was talking about Will Harris and his situation, as well as I was talking about the situation involving uh, Jason Castro. And of course, right after I talked about both those situations and ended the podcast, both players signed. So that's uh, very par for the course this year. As you remember, I was interrupted in the middle of my podcast talking about potential Corey Kluber trades by the Corey Kluber trade occurring. So this is just how things seem to go here. Jason Castro goes to the Angels. That is a need. They had nothing back there. Uh, can defend really well. He had some signs that he could hit. He's had some ups and downs. A little inconsistent. Solid ad for the Angels, though, at this point in the market. Uh, Will Harris goes to the Nationals. A bit of a surprise. Uh, with both of those guys signing, I thought it was funny to see MLB trade rumors. Uh, again, a show that I or show a site I use often for the show. You know, they put together then a top 10 list of free agents left based on their their top 50. And then within 24 hours, another one of those guys, Craig Stamen, re-signed with the Padres. Now, quickly to talk about Craig Stamen, uh, he was with the Indians a few years ago. He's an Ohio kid, um, really struggled. You know, he had some good years with the Nationals, then was out, pitched four innings in 2015, didn't pitch in the majors in 2016, that's when he was with Cleveland and mostly AAA. Then went to San Diego at age 33, 2017, 2018, 2019, and was fantastic every single year. Now you go back and you look at with the Nationals, 2012 and 2013 he was quite good. 2014 he was passable. But he had those great years at age 28 and 29, then 33, 34, and 35, really good. Uh, he got a two-year deal. It's like I assume I saw $9 million, so I assume it's a 4-4-1 where – $4 million this year, $4 million next year, and then a $1 million buyout, a chance to get up even more. He's been extremely reliable, as I've stated, rubber-armed, looking at uh, 80.1 innings, 79 innings, 82 innings the last three years. He has been a, basically, they put him in the eighth and they forget about it. So uh, Padres had Pomeranz earlier. They're really fortifying that pen. $4 million a year. I, again, this is kind of what's interesting at this point in free agency, because he's 35 going turning 36 uh why can i not think of uh chirinos that's not how you pronounce it uh the catcher you know again he is older and that's why he is still on the board when we looked at someone like Corey dickerson it was a bit of a similar story so it's it, age is definitely uh, a big concern and and four million's nothing uh in the grand scheme of things that's half of a Sandy Leone contract, or Sandy Leone is, is just, that's two Sandy Leones. And uh, Craig Stamen's going to give you infinitely more value than that uh, for the money invested. So uh, with him off the market, that then changed the uh, Baseball America's top 10 left, which at that point already was down to Brock Holt at 41. They have to drop down to 48. Uh, of their top 50 pros, or top fifty free agents, 12 are left. Three of them are the last three guys on the list. Um, in terms of top talent left, it's Donaldson, Castellanos, and Ozuna. And then a bit of a drop. And the big thing with Will Harris at this point is, uh, with him gone, Daniel Hudson's kind of your best reliever up. And 
you know, I think he's good. He's not as he throws the ball really hard, but I don't think he's quite as good as maybe we're thinking after the the run he had with the uh, Washington Nationals at the end of last year. There was two WAR, which is excellent for a reliever in all honesty. But I mean, this is a guy that Toronto signed extremely cheap, kind of a scrap heap. You go back uh, since 2014. Uh, 2014 barely pitched in the majors. 2015 solid. Uh, 2016, 2017, 2018 nothing special. This year he was quite good, but you're you know you're going into age 33 year, and he's had one good year in five. Um, I, he's not going back to the Nationals. They added Harris. I think that's a much better add. Harris was the other guy too, who I thought age was pushing his market down, um, but. Nationals essentially go from Hudson to Harris, and I think that's a, a net upgrade. I have little doubt. But if you're a team that wanted relief help, I mean, we'll talk about the Twins more in a bit. But, like, I mean, the Twins are right now the team that just seem to, left and right, be losing out on these battles. And I, we'll talk about why the Harris situation is so bad for them comparatively. Um, but, yeah, Daniel Hudson off the market, or Daniel Hudson still on the market. Uh, it, it's not a great list of who's left. If we just go through... You're ready. Here's who's left from the top 50 players on the MLB trade rumors list. Donaldson at five. We think he's going to sign soon. Nick Castellanos was eighth ranked. We'll see where he goes. It's hard. I think the Rangers are still his best bet. Um, possibly still the Giants, but I'm going to bet on Rangers there. Marcel Azuna, uh, Cardinals, Reds, Rangers have all been considered. I, I'd be very curious if the Reds signed him. I mean, that's the Reds sign him. Um, the Francisco Lindor trade rumor alarm should be going off because they just have too many outfielders. Hudson, who I talked about, Robinson Chirinos is next. Craig Stamen isn't on there. Steve Chizik, who uh, was effective for the Cubs and uh, wants to go to Boston. He's from that area. Uh, we'll see if that happens. And Puig, Alex Wood, who I've talked about at length. Brock Holt, who I still think would not be the... Uh, the worst guy for the Indians to add because of his flexibility and the fact that he can play a few spots and 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 do that, um, be a utility guy, but also a platoon guy. And then the last three guys after that, Ivanova, Pedro Stroop, Andrew Smiley. So, yeah, that's not an inspiring last three. So that really tells you about what's left. Um, if you want the Indians to go out and add a free agent bat... Uh, after those guys and their honorable mentions, it's like Todd Frazier, uh, Ben Zobrist, Eric Thames, Hunter Pence, and Jose Iglesias. So that's not a great group either. Um, the Indians still need help. <laughs> I, I'm going to lose my mind if they sit here and do nothing with a lot of these guys signing for so cheaply. And they, they have a need. That need exists. That need is there. Um, you can't just expect to take the product you have right now and think that that's going to compete with what other teams have done in the central if you're not going to go out and sign a free agent if you're not going to go out and actively try and make this team better i mean the amount that their payroll has dropped and again i've been the biggest 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 defender of the the management and the ownership and i mean it's at the points it's very easy when you look at what the rest of the ownership in cleveland does um, the best thing about the Dolans is they are hands-off owners, which can be hard to find, and they have a good front office. But if they are going to insist on cutting again, I'm just I'm gonna lose it. There's no way I can defend that ownership group at that point. You have to reinvest in this team somehow. And again, even if it's not, um, 
if, if you judge free agency and you're like, oh, there's nothing really worth investing the money in, you should have the flexibility then to use that money to go out and do what the Giants did and get a top prospect by absorbing a bad contract. See if the Yankees are desperate enough to shed Hap's money uh, that you can get uh, someone like an Andrew R. with it. I mean, it, Cameron Mabin isn't listed on any of these things, and I don't believe that he has signed anywhere. And he was really good for the Yankees down the stretch a year ago. Um, you know, and the Indians gave him away, which again, I can't fault them for. That's not a bad choice. Who knew he was going to break out? But again, he, he had a really solid year, and he is sitting there 1.5 bar, 127 OPS plus, and he's got no home. Uh, so yeah, go out and get him then. I mean, do something. You have to do something. Um, th- this is a team that needs help. It is not a perfect roster by any means. So, yeah, add, bring back Kevin Mabin again. See if he's got any juice left. Uh, go out and, you know, Puig, bring him home. It's, there's a lot of ways you can go about improving this team. Um, but they have done none of them. I thought there was an interesting thing from Joel Sherman, who I've had my ups and downs with this year, but he talked about last year there were 11 relievers assigned for multiple-year uh, offers. Six had zero or negative war. Uh just to improve their war and just three improve their ERA. Um, so maybe going out and signing reliever. Uh, you understand why the Indians didn't do that. I think that helps shape up because uh, they have such little wiggle room and it's just too big of a risk. It's a, it's a, it's a bad bet because you're likely not going to get anything to pay off. We still have to talk about the Washington Nationals, but let's talk about some old friend alerts. And let's just talk about one more reliever. Uh, Alex Wilson, minor league deal, uh, to go back to Detroit. He was terrible with the Brewers, who've been really good at fixing guys. Uh, but, you know, he had been very good with uh, the Tigers for a time. Uh, always interesting, because he is one of the few players in Major League Baseball who was born in Saudi Arabia. So just wanted to point that out. Uh, I don't know if he's got anything left on a minor league deal. Those are always the fun ones. Uh, but old friend alert, minor league deal, Abraham Almonte is uh, going to be going to the Padres, I believe, which is, I think, where the Indians got him originally. Uh, they don't have it up in here, but I do believe, yeah, for uh, Mark, uh, for Scrabble. I'm not going to even try and pronounce it, but yeah, that's what they, when they traded Scrabble away, they got uh, Almonte. So there's one old friend alert. Um swear there was another old friend alert but oh yeah Tyler Clippert I somehow missed throughout this process even though I was very high on him and talked about how he was one of the Indians best relievers a year ago that uh, the twins added him for 2.75 million kind of under the radar up and down uh, career to say the least but a long career and extremely effective for the Indians a year ago uh, Tyson Ross got uh, some money not a ton to will be 33 to go to San Francisco now, there was a point where he looked super promising in San Diego, got hurt, and never really came back 100% since then. Got, at age 28, uh, age 27, he made an all-star game. Age 28, he was equally as good. And then age 29, he gets hurt. And then his, that was 2016, doesn't pitch much in 2016 or 2017. 2018 is, struggles with the effectiveness. Uh, he's an okay five. Uh, last year really struggled for Detroit, didn't show anything. So, but it's another starter off the market in a market that has no starters at all. So, had to at least point that out. And we have to spend some time now on the Washington Nationals. 
and the uh, Minnesota Twins. So the Nationals had an interesting weekend. They went out, and we already mentioned the Harris edition. I thought Harris was going to be the Twins' fallback, and I talked about. And then they re-signed Estrubal Cabrera for $2.5 million, switch hitter, and then gave Starlin Castro uh, two years, $12 million, right-handed. They already have Howie Kendrick, who's right-handed. Um, you know, uh, let's be honest, Estrubal's a backup type. Maybe he platoons for them. And if you're paying Kendrick, I mean, he's not an everyday player at this point. Uh, Castro, I assume, is going to slot in and and play second base for them. You're going to have Turner as your shortstop. They're still in the Donaldson uh, sweepstakes. So if you you look at that, um, at first, who's their slotted first baseman? Well, Kendrick right now. So, But if you assume that second base is Castro that Cabrera is more of a bench guy or a platoon guy. I mean, they still have third open at this point. It's This does not change anything for them. I, I saw some people being like, well, there you go. But I don't, at age 34, Estrubal Cabrera was a part-time player for them a year ago. He is still just a part-time player. Uh, they are still set to chase Donaldson. Uh, it just gives them more depth. That's, that's it. And then, you know, they fill in at second base. Castro has hit very well in that park. And he had a really good second half that kind of escaped notice. Um, yeah, I, I like what they're doing. They're making these small moves. Harris is the most reliable. Probably one can make the case was the best relief pitcher on the market this year. And that's an upgrade for them. Castro, Kendrick, and Cabrera. Those are all solid ads at good prices. Nothing overpriced there. And they still have the money now to conceivably chase down Donaldson at third. Now, we have to talk about the Twins. Uh, the Twins have been used, much like we saw the White Sox get a bit used as well, but it feels like the Twins with Donaldson, um, they were, his base was using Donaldson to, was using the Twins to increase money and years, and it sounds like uh, Atlanta and Washington have bit, and I think he'll end up in one of those two places. It sounds like he kind of wants to be in one of those two spots, and it's basically going to be like the first one who offers him four years, $110 million. He'll take it. So we'll see what happens, but I would bet on one of those places at this point. Um, I would bet on the Nationals being the team that steps up before the Braves. The Braves, I feel like, have been a little bit hesitant to go out and offer that big money to anyone. It will be interesting because Atlanta has offered money throughout the process. Um, you know, right now, Austin Riley is, is slotted as a third baseman. Uh, let's see, they have Marcakis, Acuna, and Ender in their outfield. So I'm very curious to see. Um, Ender was was kind of a disaster a year ago, and Acuna can handle center. So I'm very curious to see if they lose out, if Donaldson does go to the Nationals, how quickly this Braves team turn around, turns around and pivots to looking at Castellanos or Azuna. Um, I'm willing to bet that one of those guys ends up in Atlanta if Donaldson goes to the Nationals. I just It makes a lot of sense for that to occur. On You look on these other teams... Um, I don't see it as much with the Nationals because the outfield, you got Robles, Soto, and Eaton. That's, you know, it's, it's a solid outfield sign for a while. When you go over the Twins, the Twins are already outfield heavy. I mean, they've been, uh, supposedly they're willing to move Eddie Rosario, who had a good year for them a year ago. Um, you know, Kepler is an excellent young player. Uh, Byron Buxton does what he does. Uh, you know, maybe not the guy we thought he'd turn into, but he's still a okay hitter and a very good defender in center field so 
Yeah, they're and, and they want to give more time to some of these young guys on their bench, JK, get him some more at-bats and the like. So, yeah, I think I don't think either of these teams make as much sense to turn and pivot their money. Um, you know, the Nationals don't have a DH, and the Twins already have Nelson Cruz, so it's not like you go out and sign Castellanos and you're like, okay, yeah, play this. Now, there was some talk if they signed Donaldson that Sano would then move to first and Marwin would kind of go back into that super utility role for them. Uh, there's a chance that maybe they could, let's say it shakes out like this, okay? Uh, they declined Chris Cron or CJ Cron, so first base is kind of a, an open situation for them. They could conceivably, let's say Donaldson goes to the Nationals, the Braves could pivot to Ozuna um, because he can actually play outfield. And then maybe the uh, the Twins could pivot to Castellanos and convince him to take over at first base. And in some respects, if you look at Castellanos, the nice thing with him is he doesn't cost you a draft pick. There's no loss there because of his in-season trade. So maybe that is the situation when it happens with these top three bats of you know what's left after what has been a, a very quick-moving free agent market. Uh, if all of that happened, you'd be left with, and if you believe... You know, what we're seeing that uh, Chirinos is going to sign within the next week or so, all of a sudden the top bat left in free agency might be Yasiel Puig. So that would be interesting at that point. Um, yeah, so there's there's not a lot to report. The Indians, now that I've recorded this podcast early, it is uh, 2.30 my time, 3.30 uh, Eastern time. Something's definitely going to happen because that has been the way it has worked uh, during uh, the past few weeks it has felt. But that's where we are. It's as we're getting into January here. Um, it's just this interesting situation where we have seen free agency move so quickly after not moving at all a year ago, and there's just not much left. That if a team wants to improve at this point, they're really going to have to look at what's out there in the trade market. And I'll just go back to this. It's another idea I brought up before. The Mets, they went out and, you know, uh, Cespedes redid his contract so they could go out and add uh, Batances. If they're still looking to drop a little money and they want to convince someone to take Jed Lowry's contract, maybe you try to get Dom Smith. I mean, the Indians need to add a bat somewhere. They need to. Even if you're like, okay, uh, we're going to have a... Luplo's going to get a chance to play full-time so we can uh, manipulate service time. And then Daniel Johnson will come up later in the season. And we'll have that platoon, and uh, Mercado's not going to regress at all in the second year in center field, and we'll be safe. And Fran Mill Reyes is going to work his tail off because he's always been a hard worker, and he's going to be uh, not good, not average, but not uh, one of the worst outfielders defensively. Like, okay, that we're set. We're completely set. There's our outfield, uh, our infield. We've got Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, uh, Cesar Hernandez, and Carlos Santana. Well, we still don't have a DH in this situation. If someone's out there saying, Bobby Bradley, I, well, you've listened to this podcast. I don't see that as a, really a reliable or possible outcome. The team needs to add a bat somewhere. Uh, somewhere. There's got to be uh, some value they can find in a hitter if it's giving Cameron Mabin a try. But again, they can't. There's ways, even if you're someone who's like, I don't think you should spend just to spend and that's true you shouldn't spend just to spend but if you're in a situation where you need to improve your roster and you can take on a one-year expiring contract like a Lowry like a J.A. Happ like a Zach Cozart that the Giants did and get someone who can help you next year that is using that roster flexibility to add talent that is something the Indians have to do they have to look at multiple ways 
to add talent to this roster because they have a lot. You know, Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor are a special combination. Mercado looked like a, uh, you know, a great young player a year ago. Carlos Santana was arguably the best hitter the team had. They have pieces in place. Roberto Perez is a top five catcher right now. Uh, the pitching staff has some question marks, but Bieber and Clevenger are two of the best pitchers in the American League. Yeah, two of the top ten at the top of your rotation. They, this is a team that should win, and they have to find ways to win, and they need to find ways to supplement the talent they have uh, at this point going forward. That's just what they have to do. And as free agency, again, is nearing a point. Let's say those dominoes fall the way I, I, they do, and those top three come off the board, and Chirinos comes off the board. You have Puig and Brock Holt, and those are the only two guys left from the top 50 free agents on uh, MLB trade rumors. That's it. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot tougher to find help. It's going to be a lot tougher to comb the market and find someone who can step up and help this franchise. I mean, even the first base market, we've seen C.J. Cron sign with the Tigers, Jonathan Shoup sign with the Tigers. Even those lesser guys are getting their contracts and, and getting out. So I am a bit concerned. I don't think Bobby Bradley's the answer. I don't know if there's anyone else in AAA that I'm like, yep, that guy's ready to step in. Because as the Indians are currently built, even if Daniel Johnson makes this team, they still need another bat from somewhere. I want to thank everyone for listening, rating and reviewing, subscribing, all that jazz. Uh, Numbers are going up again. Thank you all so very much. And as always, go Tribe.